Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. everyone and welcome to the cricket podcast where we're going to continue our coverage of the T20 World Cup from 2021. Uh, today's game was between Sri Lanka and Australia. Sri Lanka batted first, they put a decent score on the board but Australia rolled back the years or at least as far as Warner and Finch were concerned and chased it down with, with quite a lot of ease to be honest. Uh, really good performance from the men in yellow, uh, the canary yellow Aussies. Um, the sad lion on the Sri Lanka shirt got a little bit sadder today. That's disappointing. Uh, and if we have time at the end, uh, we're, we're on the clock a little bit today. If we have time at the end, we'll talk a little bit about um, the IPL rules, which were confirmed today. We'll do a proper show on that after the T20 World Cup and so on. Uh, but we'll, we'll try and cover it a little bit today. I am Jack Cope. I am joined by Ross Legg in his Ajax shirt, ready to go and play football in about 44 minutes time. Are you pumped, Ross? I oh, couldn't be more than I'm inspired by David Warner. I mean, my uh, my my footballing career was I was okay, and now that's gone off a cliff. I'm hoping for a David Warner renaissance like I had tonight. So let's hope the opposition are as bad as Sri Lanka's bowling. Great. Uh, before we get into that, though, Ross, we have messages for our listeners, for our viewers. Yeah, we do indeed. We are sponsored by Woodstock Cricket, so go onto their website, get one of their great cricket bats, and they use code TCP25, and you get 25% off. If you're watching this on YouTube, then press like and subscribe to the channel. We're on the road to 10k, um, we're doing we're going great guns. We're like eight and a half thousand, so uh, continue to do that. Share it with your friends and uh, get involved in the comments, and then follow us uh, on Twitter and Instagram at the Cricket Pod. Um, you would have seen today us interacting with uh, David Gower over. Uh, the shenanigans of Shobakhtar and Doctor. Uh, oh, that doc. was weird, wasn't it? Um, we got we got ratioed by Gower, um, which was which doesn't happen every day. Uh, that was weird. I mean, let's start with that really quickly. Did you see that? That was how odd was that whole whole shebang? I, I just I just thoroughly uh, if that is a, how um, Pakistan always do coverage. I want to watch it every single time. It was <laughs> yeah, they need to get that around the world. They should. They need to do what we're doing here, put it on YouTube. If they did that, we'd be out of business immediately. They had a nine-person yeah. panel. It had Viv Richards and David Gower and Shoei Bakhtar on the panel. Halfway through the show, Shoei Bakhtar quits because the host, I don't know, just starts accusing him of being rude or something. It was no idea what was going on. David Gower is sort of sitting next to the host doing, like, peacekeeping gestures with his hands. Uh, complete, complete and utter carnage. I've, I have so many questions. And yeah, yeah like you say, it's all, all sort of filmed on a 1990 or 1980s TV set. It looks like it looks like a, a, a clip from a world summit from <laughs> from Independence Day or something like that. Uh, but the camera they're using is like one of those 1997 cameras. So everything there's about 19 pixels for the whole screen. It's 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 complete carnage. Um, but this is what, this is what I absolutely love about. Pakistan cricket, the coverage of it, the play, like the, the team could not be doing any better. They're they amazing. Are, they are absolutely brilliant to watch. They're brilliant to follow. They're, but then their administrative uh, side of the organisation, 
chaos, absolute chaos, <laughs> and, they're st- and they're still thriving. Then the coverage of it, especially like they've just recorded one of their all-time great, if not their biggest, other than winning the final, their biggest win in World Cup history, right? They're kind of in that position. Other than I winning the competition. It's in the frame, yeah. Like a 10-wicket win over this India side. It's fantastic. And yet then afterwards is just, again, complete and utter just like, Anarchy between their own, their own, yeah, their own people. It's amazing. Get it, get it up on YouTube. Is what I say. Look, we maybe we should buy the rights to it and just set, set put it out through the cricket podcast, um, through the podca- cricket podcast name. Uh, Ross, Ross, let's talk about today's cricket. Um, mm. Sri Lanka taking on the Aussies. Sri Lanka bat first. Do you want to give us a quick summary? Um, well, you were on Gorilla Cricket, weren't you, with Max? Yeah, today. I was, but I don't, I don't write a summary if I'm doing that. I don't have any notes. Uh, <laughs> um, well, it was the, it was the same old thing for uh, for Sri Lanka. Unfortunately, it was uh, some of their players decided that they realised how to play twenty twenty cricket. Others decided I don't really like playing twenty twenty cricket. So, um, what a breath of fresh air Asalanka is in this side. He came out and um, I think he hit five boundaries in his first six balls or four boundaries in his first five yeah. balls, um, and then almost played out and <laughs> made an over to um, Hazelwood just to kind of demonstrate. You know what? I've, I've got this in the bag. Um, but the lineup for Australia, I think their bowling lineup showed the depth in quality they have today, um, but also showed the fallibility. They've obviously got that piece where they're trying to steal a couple of overs between Glenn Maxwell and Marcus Stoinis to make sure that they go batting heavy. Um, but teams need to be able to target that, right? Um, South Africa didn't particularly target that very well, whereas uh, Sri Lanka did here. And I thought for a moment they were actually going to build out a pretty good score. Pereira and Asalanka was go- going well. Um, but then the kind of wheels fell off. Like Stark bowled an unbelievably good uh, Yorker um, to get out Pereira. Adam Zampa with his um, very subtle but um, very gross mullet <laughs> kind of came oh, onto the disgusting, scene. Disgusting, isn't it? Um, I, I mean, it's, it, he bowled four overs, two for 12. Like the guy. The bowling was filthy as well. Yeah, yeah. It was a filthy bowling. It was in the good terms, you know, like, yeah, yeah. oh, look at that ball. It's filthy. Um, <laughs> Uh, not like the Chimera ball that didn't bounce on the pitch, which was filthy. I, I think um, you've, I think you've got a career in uh, reading out erotic fiction. As all the <laughs> uh, he um, was good though. Yeah, keep going, keep going. It was really good, and I thought um, like it was again just that the the plans from Sri Lanka just seemed a little bit off. Um, so they only ended up posting one five four, which is actually better than I thought they were going to do at one point. Um, there was some good hitting down the bottom um, again from Rajapaksa. Um, Australia came out though, and David Warner decided um, that he knew how to bat again. And Aaron Finch hit his highest score uh, in the UAE. Um, and was this because they are unbelievably talented individuals, or was this down to the fact that Sri Lanka decided, you know, what Australians don't like um, is short bowling that goes wide of off stump and could just be crunched away? Um, I think Jared Kimber on his uh, on Twitter said um, Sri Lanka have now scientifically proven that Aaron Finch can play the cut shot. And I thought, <laughs> Um, that summed so, it up really didn't it um yeah, and, and it, yeah it was just it was just a bit surprising to me it was just really surprising i think we'll get into kind of their bowling um strategy but again um it was quite a dominant performance from australia and um yeah an easy win well before just before just to sort of emphasize how poor the sri lankan fast bowlers were they bowled eight overs for 100 runs if though if they if, if that had been replicated across all 20 they conceded 250 runs in a 20 over innings that's a world record um <laughs> Or a T twenty T twenty World Cup record. It was they were shockingly bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, let's get back to the first innings because um, I I actually really rated how Sri Lanka played this. Now I know they end up with one hundred and fifty four. 
and they end up being again it gets chased down pretty easily but i think the the chase has got more to do with the the fast bowling unit completely melting to be honest than it than it has um the the batting which which i i i think is is one of the best innings we've seen batting first in this super 12 now they have there's not there's not a lot of contenders um, <laughs> let's let's caveat that uh, really quickly but I, um, I, yeah, no, I thought they, I thought they were pretty good. Uh, they lost a wicket in the power play, and I tweeted, I know what will happen here. They'll, they'll get to the end of the power play. They'll be on about thirty. Then they'll panic, um, lose a couple more wickets, be on sixty after eleven overs, and completely, you know, screw this up post one hundred and thirty, and and it'll be chased down easily. But actually, no, they they carried on going. Like Asalanka, Kusal Pereira uh, had a, had a really decent partnership and put the Australians under a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought there are a couple of things. There's Aaron Finch. I don't know what you thought about this. I thought he had, he was, he was like Dr. Jekyll on the one hand and Mr. Hyde on the other. Uh, I, I thought when he brought back Stark at that point in the game, it was like absolutely spot on. It was the game's getting away from them. A couple more overs of this and, Aust- and Sri Lanka are on for 170 and, and that's big trouble mm-hmm. for, for Australia. And I think the score predictor said they would get 170 at this point. Stark comes on, you know, if, if he's not in the top five seam bowlers in, in T20 cricket, then I'll eat my hat. I, I just think he's so good. So dynamic. Um, uh, it's just gets a bit, hit. right. So how how do you play the ninety mile an hour? Well, this was it. He got hit for that six, and it was just like right. No, it was like my dad in the back garden when I was a kid. You know, you play one good shot, and then it's like next ball ninety five or ninety was it ninety one miles an hour. It swung a good six inches, missed the bat, yeah. and, that's it. and that just, and that just says how good your dad used to be at garden cricket. Mm. Like, exactly, his ninety one mile an hour <laughs> Yorkers going rocketing, rocketing in. Um, no, exactly. Um, cleans up, clean, cleans up Pereira. Zampa at the other end is doing his thing, and you've already mentioned his his figures, uh, keeping Asalanka um, busy. Um, and I think, unfortunately for Shranka, it's you know they are quite an inexperienced side. They've got a couple of good players. I think um, they're a little bit like baby Australia in a way. Do you know? Do you, do you get what I mean? Like Australia, they've got a lot of average players with Maxwell and Stark. Um, mm. And Sri Lanka, they probably got a lot of below average players with four or five average or slightly above average players. Um, so you, think, and, well, you, think, you think the next evolution is they turn into Australia? Well, well, uh, well, the next evolution is they get rid of players like Avishka Fernando because there was a big, there's a big drop off in the expected outcomes of their top three versus Avishka Fernando, who I don't know why he's in there. Maybe they've got like some deal with. Uh, <laughs> maybe they've got like some black magic deal where they have to have somebody batting in their top four who has a strike rate below 100 and, and, the, and the Dinesh Chandamal lasted for too long uh, he's, he's he's played he's had 50 innings Dinesh Chandamal his strike rate is 104 Fernando 26 innings now sub 100 strike rate he's on course to be sl- the slowest man ever in T20 cricket uh, I, I mean I can't see why else they'd, they'd, they'd be picking him um, but the general point I'm getting at here, Ross, is that as good as Pereira, Asalanka, Rajapaska, uh, Rajapaksa, sorry, were around um, the others, there were also some pretty out of the depth players, I think, in this, it, it, and are some pretty out of the depth players in the Sri Lanka side. And that's been covered up against the, the weak teams. You know, they haven't played anyone good so far. And I'm not saying Australia are amazing, but they're not, they're not actually bad. 
Uh, and yeah, I think they've got, they got, sh- they got some superstars in this team, right? There are some big name players in here who, like you, you saw it today, and we'll get on to the bowling in a minute, but it was kind of, there was a, there was a huge step up between bowling and out bowling the Netherlands or bowling at their batsmen. Or, or even then- Bangladesh. You know, we talked yesterday's show, me and Dan talked about Bangladesh in detail about why they're bad and, and you know, what, what the problems are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge step between Bangladesh and Australia in neutral conditions. Yeah. But carry on with your point. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was, um, I th- there's a huge difference between going in and going right you know what we are we've got some fast bowlers here we've got some mystery spinners um and people who are not used to playing say 85 miles an hour not saying that the bowlers continually bowl 85 because they don't but it's still a big step up for someone like the netherlands team to go in and face that um it's a good combo here like who do you think um like finch and warner are playing against in the nets they're not like rolling out. Right, come on, stick, stick, stick your old bowling boots on there, Grandad, and come and bowl us ninety, uh, sixty mile an hour dobbers. They got Stark, they got Cummings, they got Hazelwood. These guys are bowling heat in the nets. They're not, they're not taking it easy on them. So they know with the second that someone comes in and bowls a seventy-eight mile an hour bouncer at them, they're just like, well, that's going to go for four or six. Um, and I just yeah. thought, I thought their whole approach to the bowling here was completely wrong. I don't, I think they misread the, how to deal with the power play. I think they let Warner and Finch, who both are under pressure, right? Finch has not hit a, a run like in ye- like years in kind of in that. He's got like something like six ducks. He's got the most ducks in the T20 captain. Warner scratching around for form, and th- they could not believe their luck today. <laughs> no, uh, back to the back to the Schlanker innings just really quick because I wanted to finish off that point about um, Finch, uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought bringing back Stark was great. I thought he captained Zampa really well. Um, I think he did blow um, Stoyness and um, what's his name? Maxi, yeah. Now, I, I, between the two of them, what did they get? They went for, so I'm just doing the math as we go. They went for 51 from four overs. Uh, so the rest of the the other 16 overs effectively went a runner ball or a bit less than a runner ball or, or around a runner ball, uh, maybe a bit more than a runner ball, sorry. Um, and those two blew up. Um, I thought that actually Stoyne, um I, I thought they were thrown under the bus a little bit, both of them, in, in this situation. Not necessarily Maxwell. Maxwell came on to bowl against two left-handers. You know, he gets hit for 16. He's a part-time bowler. You have to accept that's going to happen. What I think that um, Finch should have done is got another over out of Maxwell in that when he had that good matchup and, and not and being like, no, trust the process, trust the matchup, trust Maxwell's bowling here try and get another one out of the way because by not doing that, he he left a situation where either he bowled three overs of stoyness in a row in the middle um, to two left-handers and the matchup data uh, again shows that stoyness is way better against right-handers than left-handers mm-hmm. uh, and got duly punished because he only bowled to left-handers, 35 of his three overs. Uh, but if you, uh, but what, yeah, you know, long story short, um, Finch, bottled it a little bit around that i, th- I think if, if, if australia are going to do this split the bowling between um Stoinis and maxwell then I, I think they really need to to trust the right matchup situation because they can't have a situation they you know against england you can't have Stoinis bowling to you know moe and ali at the death um no. that's 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 yeah. suicide. Even, even morgan is taking him down yeah, um, no, it's, um... I, I agree with you i thought i thought in the power play there should have been one of those teams of going do you know what let's try and target this and i thought maxwell going for 16 but like you've seen it in some of the some of the captains right so 
even when um, like Adil Rashid maybe has a bad over, it doesn't just then bowl one over or, or Moeen Ali, for example. There yeah. is the, there well, is the... Moeen Ali, perfect example, went for 10 off his first over yesterday and, and Morgan wasn't like, well, cancel the experiment. <laughs> like, no, we'll... No, he was like, we'll just bowl the next one because, yeah. you know, this is a good matchup for us. It's a, it's a confidence thing, right? Maxwell, you've seen, is a confidence player. Look at his absolute train wreck at Punjab Kings in the last in the last IPL and compared to this IPL, right? Like that level of confidence is is critical to Australia's success. Um, he didn't fire with the ball today. Didn't fire with the bat today. That happened in T Twenty cricket. Um, but this, there's a there's a real um, a real challenge on Finch's hands there to keep his uh, keep his spirits up. Yeah, one fifty four is what Sri Lanka ended up with. Decent score, I thought. Um, you know, it gave them a decent chance against Australia uh, if they took early wickets. Unfortunately for them, they didn't. Warner sixty five or forty two, ten fours. Uh, kind of a classic Warner innings, to be honest. Um, and then really, Finch... I thought he looked good, actually. I think he, yeah. got, dropped, he, got, he, got, he dropped, got dropped an 18. Oh, we need um, to talk about that drop. Uh, that is probably the worst drop of the World Cup. I think so, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Max, Max uh, sent me a message. It was, um, oh, it was uh, great great work from the keeper. Watched it, watched it all the way into his elbows. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it happens. It happens. Uh, it probably cost them a serious chance of winning this game. I thought their fielding was absolutely dreadful today, actually. And I think there's, a, for some reason, there was a big bit, and I know we've, had, we've spoken about it with Dan on the podcast before, but among some of like the analysts around how important fielding actually is in the grand scheme of things. But in games like this, you've got to fucking take your chances like that. For goodness sake, there's, no, there's, no, there's nothing around that bit, is there? Well, I think it's, it's, got, it's massive, I think, for wicketkeepers. But it, it, because we don't have... Someone, someone worked this out. I mean, the, you know, the wicketkeeper in a T20 match touches the ball virtually every single delivery, either it being collected from a field or throwing it in or behind the stumps. They also have more chances to take catches than any other player. So you don't want a guy who's going to drop a clanger like that. Like it's, 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 it's super negative value if that guy is costing you half a chance a game or, or even a third of a chance over three matches. Um, because that's... You know, I don't want to get too much into the maths, but but it's it's that you're leaving big runs on the table over three games if you're if you're if you're if you're giving the team an, the opposition an extra wicket if you're giving a set batter every three games an extra life. Um, now it doesn't always manifest itself in sixty five or forty two balls. Obviously, it, it, that's not not you know always what happens, but it can do. Um, and and I think you're I think you're absolutely right that if that isn't the drop of the World Cup then I, I really look forward to laughing at the <laughs> the, the one that's coming up because that was, that was and astonishing. And there's a piece here, look, when, when you are looking around for a bit of form, um, David Warner today could not have asked for anything better, right? If there's something that David Warner has faced like that 10,000 hours of or 10,000 balls of, he has faced like relatively low quality paces, thinking they're better than they are on a half decent track. And it just yeah. sat up for him. And like the control, the fact that he was pulling um, Kamara um, in front of Square and being like, "Yep, yeah, bowl it again, mate. Go on, do that." And that is that's a horrible place to be in when you're a bowler. Only um, his, his only saving grace here for um, his form in the IPL is that he didn't get to face a bowling lineup like this, right? That would have been yeah. Sunrisers Hyderabad's bowling lineup doing that to him. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's the position he was in. Yeah, um, Finch also pretty decent. Maxwell, you've already you covered that. There's nothing, nothing to talk about there. Steve Smith played like the innings of Steve Smith's dreams, basically, didn't he? 28 of 26, no pressure on, just rotate the strike. One boundary. And then, and then Marcus Stoinis, 
um, who's the man of the moment at the moment in, in man of the moment at the moment, um, <laughs> sixteen or seven on a quest to become the world's best finisher. Uh, Ross, based on this innings, is he there yet? Uh, no, he's not there, is no. he? <laughs> not quite yet. But I think he's. Um, I think he's. Two hundred twenty-eight strike rate. Right? Finish that uh, game. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, but it's it's not, it's not that bit where he's going down to the wire and he's chasing like one ninety and has pulled out the bag <laughs> Andre Russell style, is he? Um, but I do think like Stoinis has showed in the last couple of years that like, he was the leading run scorer in the Big Bash. Um, I think he did really well in the IPL when the IPL was last in the UAE as well for Delhi. Um, and has unfortunately picked up some injuries this season. So I mean, Australia getting him back to fitness and him bowling three overs, regardless if it was a good or bad tactics, more en- more runs and more uh, miles than the legs. So. Um, yeah, I think their teams may be starting to peak at the right time, or might be able to start to peak at the right time. Um, unfortunately for them, they've got England on Saturday. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think Australia are quite as mug. Uh, they're not full muggage. You know, sometimes I, I I disagree with Dan a little bit on how good Australia are. I, I think he's right. Josh Inglis should be playing. I, I don't understand Mitchell Marsh at all. Uh, but I think any team with Stark, any team with Maxwell, um, is. Is yeah, even, even Sam people probably throw him in. Any team with those three players is going to be dangerous as long as they don't have too many massively weak links around them. And, and frankly, they they don't as long as they captain that sixth, that fifth bowler situation reasonably well. Because Cummins, you know, not a great T Twenty bowler. Hazelwood, not necessarily a great T Twenty bowler, but they're not they're not below average. They're fine. They can do a job. Um, Nobody's also, saying, "Oh, well, let's take down Pat Cummins in this game." It's, it's. Um... Yeah, I also like the fact that they they shifted their batting order, right? They re- they realised, mm. you know, we need to go for net run rate. I think I would have liked them to actually just keep on demoting Steve Smith in this regard. I think they should have gone yeah. for it. I think like I think that was a that was probably a, they, they, they could almost have gone did the right thing. Yeah, they almost their, did the right their, thing. Their net run rate is plus 0.7. and they dealt the Sri Lanka had a decent net run rate after beating Bangladesh, and and that's been dealt a, a big blow. Um, so you know Australia, they probably realistically they might only need to win one of three matches against Bangladesh, West Indies, and England um, to to go through. As long as they're not pounded in the other two, then yeah. then they sh- should go through. Which is a bit of a shame, but it is. I, I mean, I think it's a little bit of. We said this yesterday. I think it's a weak group. Um, I don't. I, I hoped that Sri Lanka would be better today than they they were, yeah, and they, they didn't look very good. Rolled, yeah. yeah, they rolled over and had their bellies tickled, didn't they? Really, and I think. Um, when it, when it comes to, say, looking at the West Indies, West Indies now have to win every single game. They've put themselves in that position. Australia yeah. have now put them in that position. And they have to smash teams. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a long road back. And I think, um, as you said, Australia have put themselves in a really good position here. Yeah, I think well, I think they're probably going to go through um, and lose to Pakistan in the semis. Um, <laughs> which uh, Pakistan for Australia in the semis could be quite a good uh, final because both teams, 150 is like... The golden land. So it could be 150 v 150 with two good bowling lineups. I, I'm up for that. Uh, world's best finisher, Marcus Stoinis, potentially winning it with six off the last ball from off Shaheen Afridi, I reckon. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Well, I also like the fact that this is going to be a really good test for the England side. Like England have like walked over two teams. And I think this Australia side, like, there is always a fight. Right, um, mm. except in the World Cup semi-final, where we absolutely trounced them. Um, but there is that oh, that bit where they are they're going to be a really good opponent for gauging like how good this England team actually are because they're going to be the first team to actually put up a proper fight. Right, Ross, we've got time for about five, six, seven minutes of IPL. Uh, what was the news today? So we've got we with me and Max the other day. I think it was me and Max. We discussed the two new franchises, one at uh, Ahmedabad. 
the Modi Dome, one in Lucknow at that massive stadium that was Afghanistan's home ground for a while. Mm. Um, what has come out today from the the the, the cricketing? Cricketing yeah. gods, oh, the BCCR. Yeah, yeah, um, I was going to say exactly that, but I thought, yeah, let's not overdo it. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, the money-making machine of the IPL rumbles, uh, rumbles on. And it's gone It's gone to the next level now, isn't it, really? like We, 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 just, we sometimes talk, like, talk about cricket business, um, and this is a uh, this is the real money spinner now. Um, I mean, t- both of the teams have been sold for hundreds of millions, um, but the, today it was announced about the retention policy that's going to come out. So it's now going to be a mega auction. The mega auction was postponed due to coronavirus. Um, now they're getting 10 teams um, and they put some rules in place. So the existing teams are going to have the opportunity to retain four of their current squad. Um, they can either do three Indian players and one overseas, I think it is, or two Indians and two overseas. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, right. I, they wrote this in a really weird way. On, on um, it was yeah. They wrote it like that. Well, they should have said you can retain four, maximum two overseas. Yeah, that'd be much easier to say. <laughs> yeah. Why? <it's, laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hold on. Actually, no. Then you'd have had to know because if you said that, then you could have had no overseas. So they had to do it that way. They were oh, right. Fine. BCCI fine. were right. Oh, well, well they have, so they have to have an overseas, at least one overseas, and they have to retain at least, uh, yeah, at least two Indians. In the side. <laughs> um, and then the new, uh, the new, um, the new teams get to choose three players, um, and it's not been made clear yet whether it's from the total pool of the players, because obviously the pool is going to be extended, so there's going to be more people who put the hat in the ring for 2022. Um, some people might retire, but if if I'm a cricketer over the age of 35, I'm put myself in this auction and be like, CSK yeah. might well pick me up here. You want one um, more go round. Yeah. Um, I kind of, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So they've got to clarify that point because it could be the people who the teams are not keeping and the players also have the choice in that. So um, CSK might well turn around and be like, we want to keep uh, Guy Quad, keep Dhoni, keep Sam Curran or whatever. Um, and Sam Curran might go, actually, I want to go elsewhere. Not not saying he will want to do that, just an example. Um, so who, if they goes, it goes into the player pool. So they've got to clarify that bit, but um yeah, I think it's I think it's actually quite a good place to be actually for them. I think it gives a little bit of an advantage to the uh, the incumbents, but yeah, but you kind of want that, don't you? you I, I don't think you necessarily want a new team coming in a first year and it being completely equal first year. You have to work for it. You have to like yeah. build your team properly. Um, but this the way they're doing it this way means that they can't that they they have a little bit of parity. You know, they get you can pick up two Indians, two one overseas. Um, as you, you, if you're Lucknow or you're uh, Ahmedabad, um, and and you can start with somewhat of a squad. Um, I think there are a couple of other things that haven't necessarily been clarified. One is that the amount of money for players is going to go up. I think it's ninety yes. crore next year, which is twelve million uh, US, um, yep. which is nine ten million quid, uh, which is decent. Obviously, the number of games is increasing up from sixty to seventy four. I don't think they've really announced how long the schedule will be. Um, and uh, what's the other thing they've not announced? No, it's, it's oh, 74, isn't it? It's 94, isn't it? That's no, 74. Yeah, it's, it's 74. Uh, not, not everyone plays everyone. It's still 14 games per side. <laughs> Pretty yeah, sure it's 74. I, mean, I could have gone, I could have gone completely loopy, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I did my research for this. Um, 74. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Sevens, sevens and nines do look similar. If you yeah, just glance in, yeah, they are actually quite similar numbers. Um, when you're, when you're, when you're speed read, speed reading the Hindustan Times, um, <laughs> like like we often are, uh, 
The other thing that I don't think has been 100% clarified is the overseas situation. And I'd like to ask your opinion on this. So each team last year in the IPL, obviously four overseas, um, seven Indians. That's your, that's the makeup of your of your uh, starting 11. Um, I've heard rumours being batted around that they're thinking of upping that to five. I saw Akash Chopra was saying this on, on the Twitter. Um, what, what would your call be if you were Mr. BCCI, Mr. Ganguly? Uh, if I'm looking for like, the quality to go up in this kind of space, then I'm moving it to five overseas players. Because there is a bit, like sometimes, you've seen it at Rajasthan Royals, right? Uh, the, the domestic dearth of talent in India is pretty pretty high. Like there, There's some amazing players who don't play for India, and you're kind of sitting there going, do you know what, this guy has an opportunity. But I think you need to keep There's also Shivan Dubey. I mean, he's, he's far richer than both of you and I, mate. So <laughs> But I think there is a bit around, you need to keep the quality of the product up. And I yeah. think when you're expanding to 10 teams, I think there is a real bit here where you don't want it to start diluting the quality of it. So I think they need to go to five overseas. I think it makes the auction far more interesting. I think it makes the dynamics far more interesting. Um, and I think it actually, again, plays to the parity point that we raised earlier. I think it gives a little bit more parity to the two newcomers. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I think basically exactly that. Uh, if you look at the, the makeup of a 10-team league, uh, the average starters, yeah, you can either have a situation where it's 70 Indians and 40 overseas making up these average sides or 60 Indians and 50 overseas. If you want quality, you have to go 60-50 because the, the drop-off between the 61st or the 60th and the 70th best Indian domestic player is much more significant than the drop-off between the 40th and the 50th best overseas. Uh, you know, most of the overseas players uh, between 40th and 50th, you're talking like, you know, you bring Mitchell Stark in. <laughs> like yeah. it's, they're, they're, they're really good. Or Liam Livingston plays every game. It's yeah. they're, they're serious, serious players. Um, I don't really want to see the, the, the next worst player after Shivam Dubé. If I'm if I'm really honest, um, now I, you know if you're, you, you if you're Indian anyway, and you're man. listening to this, if you're Indian and you're listening to this, you might be like, "Well, we are interested in in the next best from the side Mushtaq Ali Trophy." Um, as a, as a viewer, I'm not, and I, I think that's a problem if you're running the IPL because there are other franchise leagues where the quality is high. You know, take the PSL six team league, so it's already a more concentrated player pool. Um, I think I think it might only be three overseas there, but six team league. Um, you'll suddenly find a situation where the difference between the best PSL team and the best IPL team won't be that much difference because there are make weights in every single 11 in, mm-hmm. in the IPL. And I don't think that's a great situation. The other, the other, and, and this is the final point, just before we wrap up the show, um, the, the sort of player that will get a, or will go up in relative value are ball eaters because they can cover for the make weight. You know, managed panda. The managed pandas of the land are suddenly more important to an average or to a managed panda. What I'm saying, Ross, is more important to a bad T20 side than he is to a good T20 side. To a good T20 side, he's relevant. But if you have two batters in your side or one batter in your side who is literally useless, then you need somebody who can bat for 30 balls, even if their run rate isn't high, because they 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 add value yeah. over Joe fucking shitmuncher. Um, so, so Vijay Shankar. <laughs> so, what we we don't want a situation where managed Pande is worth money. We don't. We want him, you know, out. <laughs> <laughs> 
We want, we want and we want to, to see the best. We, we want, want to see yeah, the best league match. in the world. We want to see the best league in the world. And if we're going to have seventy-four games of it, don't downgrade the quality. Is all we're saying. Anyway, Ross, final messages for our listeners uh, before we uh, wrap up. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we've had a couple new Patreons today, so thank you ever so much. We'll do a readout of the names on uh, the next show. Uh, Adam Dallamore. Well, there we go. Um, we are not going to be um, around tomorrow because we've uh, it's Friday night, so everyone gets a day off uh, in terms yeah. of that, except the cricketers. Um, and we are sponsored by Woodstock. You know the code TCP25. Um, follow us, like us uh, on at the Cricket Pod, and uh, subscribe to this video. See you later, everyone. Thanks very much for um, joining us once more. Sports Social Podcast Network.